I figured out what I needed to eat, what my lifestyle needed to look like. My exercise was too much. My toxins were too much. Like I just really dove in. My gut needed to be fixed. And and so that's what I did. And, and that led me to be able to get pregnant naturally and have my first at 37, my second at 40. And then I decided to go back to school and made it my mission to help other women Realize that there's a better alternative. There is a natural alternative and you can get pregnant naturally later in life. And so that's what I did. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Have you ever noticed your cycle syncing with your bestie or maybe family members like your mama or your sister, maybe even your aunt? And even more so, have you experienced your mental cycle syncing with the moon? Not only has my cycle synced with my mom and my sister over the years, especially when I was with them a lot when I was younger, but also we have all synced up with the moon as well. Now it's no coincidence and my amazing guest today is going to break down exactly how this happens to us as women, even in menopause. Now, the truth is we are cyclical beings. We cycle monthly. We cycle throughout our entire life through all the phases. And we cycle every single day with circadian rhythms. Now, given how cyclical we are, optimizing our cycles is one of the best things that we can do to support our reproductive health and our overall health. Now, my guest, Kayla, is going to be sharing how cycle optimization will allow us to create homeostasis in our bodies to basically create more pleasant periods, no more PMS, hotter sex, boosted fertility, and greater productivity, along with happiness at work and play. Sounds good, right? I personally think so. Now, before we jump into the conversation on how to optimize our cycles, I wanted to see if you caught episode 309 a couple Fridays ago. The reason why I ask is because one of the biggest components of our conversation today about optimizing our cycle has to do with food. Now, in this episode on how to grocery shop for your best hormone-loving foods, I shared literally what are the hormone-loving foods that are going to have the biggest bang for your buck when it comes to supporting your reproductive cycle and comes to supporting your gut and liver, which is all interconnected. Now, in that episode, I also shared exactly how to take those foods and put them into recipes that you can incorporate into your weekly meals. Now, that recipe is, that recipe guide, is my top hormone-loving recipe guide, and the recipes in this guide are some of my absolute favorites. Honestly, we make them every single week. One of my favorites is the ice matcha lattes, which I'm still making into October, the creamy chocolate raspberry shake, fresh pesto salmon bowls, which we're actually making tonight, an easy turkey burger recipe with baked sweet potato fries, and never to miss my epic guacamole recipe. Honestly, for that reason alone, go and get the guide. So I'm going to have this recipe guide in the show notes for this episode, or you can go to drmarisa.com slash hormone recipes and go and grab the guide so you have amazing meal plans to be able to execute to love up on your hormones. Now, before we kick off our conversation, I want to quickly sing Kayla's praises. Kayla is the CEO and program director of Hormone Puzzle Society, a women's health hub for fertility, hormones, and business coaching. 
Kayla has also worked with women who struggle with infertility and hormonal imbalances and helps them get pregnant naturally and helps to eliminate symptoms of hormonal imbalance. She brings 20 years of experience in her professional career as a wellness educator, fitness trainer, health coach, and she has published multiple books on fertility and hormones, as well as four online courses devoted to supporting women get back in sync. Let's welcome Kayla to the show. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast. Kayla, honey, how are you doing today, girl? Doing good. How are you, Dr. Marisa? Thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy to have you on. I remember when we talked on your podcast, which I'm super excited about as well. You have an incredible podcast that I will be talking about a little bit and an amazing hormone puzzle society. I just love all the work that you're doing. And what we're talking about today is syncing our cycle with the moon. And I know that this is not only one of your favorite topics, but like this is what you've helped so many women do is really sync their cycle, understand their cycle. And we can, we have that power and that potential to connect with nature and the moon. Now, before we talk about that, because I know people are like, okay, how do we do this? Before we do that, I want you to just share your defining moment that you decided, you know what? Women need help when it comes to their hormones, and I'm going to be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. For sure. So it all started when I struggled with infertility. You know, I went down that road of we tried to get pregnant. It took us over two years, which to some people that doesn't sound like a long time, but when you're in it, Every day is too long. Every like month is you, too long. Yeah, every, every test month. you take is too long, yes. right? You yes. yes. So we went down that road. We started with the medical route, you know, and I was told because I was 36 that I needed to do IUI. And if that didn't work, I would have to do IVF. And I said, I'm completely healthy. I don't understand why I have to do a medical procedure if I'm completely healthy. My body should be able to do this naturally. So I left that doctor's office and I said, I'm on a mission to see what I need to do to optimize my fertility naturally. And that's exactly what I did. I figured out what I needed to eat, what my lifestyle needed to look like. My exercise was too much. My toxins were too much. Like I just really dove in. My gut needed to be fixed. And, and so that's what I did. And, and that led me to be able to get pregnant naturally and have my first at 37, my second at 40. And then I decided to go go back to school and made it my mission to help other women realize that there's a better alternative. There is a natural alternative and you can get pregnant naturally later in life. And so that's what I did. I love it. I want to speak into your journey a little bit, just because I know my audience probably knows this about me as well. I got pregnant at 40 with my first and I did a lot of work to get there, like ma- really prepping my body. And I want to speak into, you know, you going to the doctor, what they have for you is here's your, here are your two options. You're 36. You are what, what they call like an advanced aging. Yes, advanced aging. Yeah. And they're like, here's your options. It's because it's what, and let's be honest, that's what they have. Those are what's in their back pocket. You know, you've got PMS symptoms. Here's some birth control pills. You've got, you know, you're not able to get pregnant after trying for two years. This is what we have. Yep. And here's so, some Clomid. Here's mm-hmm. some Letrozole. Here's an IUI. And that's exactly. what they got. Yeah. yeah. 
And you said to yourself, you know what? I I know that my body has a capacity for healing. I know that overall I feel great. I want to do some work in terms of what I can do naturally to increase my my fertility, increase my cycle, make sure everything's working properly. So, and I know that you did a multitude of things. Was there one thing in particular that you felt really helped to support you on this journey? Yes. It's definitely the diet piece, you know, and I say diet, meaning what I was eating. I was eating way too few calories. I was not eating enough fat. I was eating lean cuisine because I thought that was healthy. I was a personal trainer. I'm like low calorie, lots of working out and eating lean cuisines. That was my thing. So I, I really think changing my diet was what helped me and starting to implement cycle syncing, which we're going to talk about. Those two things, I think, are what really kind of turned things around for me. Hmm, I love that. Now, at the time, too, Kayla, honey, were you, had you been tracking your period or your cycle at all? I was just curious because I know so often, you know, when it comes to body literacy, reproductive literacy, there's a lot of things that no one tells us to do. Right. Like, we don't even know when we're <laughs> ovulating necessarily. Like, if, if it was my grandma, my grandmother would tell you that anytime, all the time, someone sneezes on right. you, you'll get pregnant, right? That's my right. little Catholic grandma. You know, I was scared to death to get pregnant when I was a little, when I was younger, because my grandma's like, you will get any time. And, and now we know that's not true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and I find that a lot. And for me, I was not tracking my cycle. I, I really didn't even get into this work until I started having problems getting pregnant. And I thought, you know, like you said, my grandma always taught me and we learned in sex ed class, like you can get pregnant, you know, don't sit next to your boyfriend, you might get pregnant. And so that's what I thought. And I always joke about this too, because I went to my doctor, you know, I was struggling with infertility, all of this stuff. And she never said to me, like, are you ovulating? Are you tracking your cycle? How long is your luteal phase? Like she didn't tell me any of that. <laughs> So it's Real so talk. helpful. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And these are, I just want to point out the fact that these are things we've got to know and not just for whether we're trying to get pregnant or not. I always think that whether we're trying, whether you want to have a baby or not have a baby, your menstrual cycle is a key indicator of your overall health. And so you ovulating and your body being ready to have a baby is so critical for our overall health and well-being. So I just want to just speak into that as well. And knowing, I know so many women, especially I take care of a lot of women in perimenopause and they're struggling with PMS symptoms or struggling with all kinds of stuff, but they're not even sure what's going on in their luteal cycle. They're not even sure if they're ovulating or not. And until we kind of have that information, it can be really difficult to make modifications based on what is going on. And so I, that part of that literacy, I think is so, so critical. And I'm glad that you advocate for that. For sure. I always say, I want to go back to like pre, you know, junior high and teach all the girls, like, this is what a normal period is. This is how you track your cycle. Like forget the algebra class. Let's go with some, some women's health classes. <laughs> so true. Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about cycling and what does it mean to sync our cycle? What does it mean to actually get really clear with what is going on? Yes. So cycle syncing is actually a functional medicine concept. And it's when a woman partners her food, fitness, work life, and social life with the four phases of her monthly cycle. So she's either giving her body the food and the lifestyle pieces she needs to make these certain hormones that she needs, or she's giving her body food and lifestyle pieces to detox her hormones once she's gone through that cycle. So a big part of it is tracking your cycle, knowing you know how long is your whole cycle, knowing when you ovulate and kind of spring 
sprinkling in these foods and activities around certain times. And it's also, if you think about it, it's almost like intuitively doing what your body needs anyways. It's listening to yourself and saying, okay, my energy is low right now. My hormones are probably low right now. It's okay to do a yoga class or to walk around the block. I don't have to go and do spin and kill myself because I think I'm going to gain weight if I don't. So it's really, you know, it's it, that's intuitive listening to the body, which is a key piece to cycle thinking. Hmm. Well, I want you to, to, and I know we've had a couple episodes on cycle thinking, but I want you to walk us through a little bit because I think, you know, society for women, they want us to show up where we're in our ovulatory phase or we're stepping into that ovulatory phase where testosterone and estrogen are just like skyrocketing. And everyone wants us to live in that place, right? We're at our best. We're at our happiest. We're at our most high energy but that's not every phase of our cycle. And, and, and what I think ultimately ends up happening, I think you see this and you probably did it and I know I've done it. Like I have fought my way through the end of my luteal cycle. I am like, I will go to that spin class even if I want to kill somebody before and after I get out of it. I will go to that HIIT training even if I am exhausted after it. You know, like we, we, we fight through these cycles. So can you break down just really quickly all the different the parts of our cycle, kind of where we're low in our hormones, where we're high in our hormones, just to kind of paint the picture of a little bit of what we can expect with our cycle. Yeah, for sure. And to, to go into that point a little bit with what you were saying, I think it's a very male-dominated, you know, still very male-dominated. So males are go, go, go all the time, masculine energy, where us females, we need to think about, we need to tap into that feminine energy and we don't have to go, go, go all the time. And that's where I think cycle syncing can be really important. So to go through the four phases and to kind of talk through the hormones. So we're going to start with our menstruation phase and that's when we're actually bleeding or on our period, usually day one through five at the 28 day cycle. This is when our hormones are pretty low. So we'll notice that our energy is pretty low. We want to do more, think of it like a tree where, you know, a tree's in the winter and it's, it doesn't have a lot of leaves and it's kind of the roots are grounding into the ground. And so that's what we are. We're trying to go into ourselves. We're trying to self-reflect. We're taking time for ourselves. Our exercise needs to be low and slow. Like I said earlier, our food, we need to really focus on warming foods. We want to keep that uterus warm. We want to keep, you know, our blood flowing and not congealing. So that's menstruation. Then as we go into follicular, think about that tree is just now starting to bloom. We're starting to get some leaves. Our follicles are getting ready to pop an egg. We are, you know, it's like a rebirth, almost like a spring. Like a our spring. Hormones, yeah. 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 Our hormones are rising. We are getting some more energy. We're starting to feel a little bit more alive. And so during that time, it's okay to kind of turn up the intensity a little bit. You're going to have some energy. So let's use that energy. Let's, you know, go to that spin class. Let's be social. And that's the other thing with follicular, you, you start to want to be more social as you hit ovulation. So use that energy for what it's there for. For food, it's more light, fresh salads, raw juices, you know, more raw foods. You don't have to so much be in that warming phase. You can get a little bit more of those colder foods. And then as you go into ovulation, that's like prime time. You know, if you're married, that's the time to mate. If you're trying to make a baby, if you are, you know, if you're dating, it's the time to find a mate. It's time to, you know, just be alive, be out, be free. Uh, and that's when our hormones are at their peak. So you're going to notice you have the most energy, you have the most charismatic, you know, you're charismatic. You really are just like alive and, you know, glowing. 
So during that phase, when those hormones are super high and that egg is about to pop out of that follicle, you want to be eating more antioxidant rich foods, you know, dark leafy vegetables and lots of berries and really protecting that egg and those from those free radicals. Uh, for exercise, it's the time where you want to do it hard. Like if you have the energy and you feel alive, go and do that, you know, run a marathon, go to that really hard class, boot camp, you know, cycle class, whatever it is. And you feel like being around people. So that's another thing. You want to be out and about and, you know, alive. So so that's ovulation. And then as we go into luteal, think of it as we're going back into winter. We're kind of coming back into ourselves. And luteal is really broken up into two weeks. And so it's the last two weeks before your period starts again. And so the first week, you're coming off of ovulation. You might still have a lot of energy. You can use that energy, you know, do the hard classes if you want. But if you don't feel like it, like you said earlier, don't push that. Don't just go because you're like, I got to go. I got to get this class. And no, it's okay to kind of you know, lay off a little bit and do some more slow, gentle movements. Food, it's all about detox. We're trying to detox those hormones. They're trying to come back down. We want to detox them so they don't get recirculated back into our bodies. So that's all about, you know, natural detox food, fennel, lemon, garlic, onions, those types of foods high fiber, anything that's going to help you to detox. Yeah. We want to move it all the way through. Yes. Yes. Get it on out of there. We don't want to recirculate that estrogen, especially one thing I love to do during luteal is do a little elixir of like warm lemon water, apple cider vinegar, a cinnamon stick, those kind of things to kind of flush everything out. So luteal, the hormones are trying to detox, the exercise, the first week you can still be kind of high intensity. The next week is when you want to start to slow down a little bit. It's when you really want to pamper yourself. It's right before your period. You want to start looking for any signs of the period. So that can kind of give you your body's report card. It can say, okay, I've taken care of myself well all week or I haven't. And so during that week, you want to, if you start seeing any signs of the period, cramping, bloating, fatigue, PMS, then you can say, okay, well, maybe next month I can do a little bit better. So luteal is for exercise. It's you can go slow again, walking, yoga, those types of things. Now, do you recommend? I love that because that's that what we lot. need to hear. No, <laughs> I thought that was so eloquent. I thought that oh, was, thanks. you did such an amazing <laughs> job. And I love that we have a little reiteration of things we may have heard in the past. And, and what I love so much is that the detoxification during that luteal phase, like clearing, clearing that excess estrogen, clearing out the excess testosterone, if we have excess testosterone, and even helping to clear out, although after we hit that, that rise in progesterone, making sure that our liver and our gut is functioning properly. Do you recommend too towards that second? Because I always think of like, you know, it's four phases, but there's like part two of phase four, right? right? Two parts. <laughs> and it's the phase we know the best, right? We Because we are more conscious of it. In part two of phase of phase four, like the last part of the luteal phase, as we're getting towards menstruation and starting back at phase one again, is there a recommendation around squashes and sweet potatoes, maybe stepping up our carbs just a tiny little bit, the fibrous foods as well? Because I know I know that we crave those. And sometimes it's the chips that technically are showing up or the breads or the, or the cookies. And we feel so guilty and so shameful about eating those things. But really, our body is kind of asking for a little bit of an increase in fiber, an increase in healthy carbs as well. I wanted to know if you agreed on that or if you, could, if you thought that that was true. Yes. 
Yes, definitely agree on that. I, I agree with, you know, listen to your body and you do need a little bit more carbs around that week. You know, you might be PMSing and a, a carb is going to do you some good. And I always say, you know, I obviously I want you to eat healthy carbs. I want you to eat the sweet potatoes and the squash and all of that. But if you just love something, let yourself have a little bit and really love it. I always say if there's a cookie sitting there, don't just eat it because it's there. But if you love that cookie, then freaking eat it and enjoy it. So. Savor it, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Love that. Okay, good. Because I wanted to, because I know so often we're just, we're fighting that urge too. And I think that there's something, again, that, that intuitiveness that you talked about, intuitively listening to your body. Women are cyclical. Oh my gosh, we're going to tie it back to the moon in just a second too. And it's men, men literally reset every day. That's massively different than us. We are cycling all the way through 28 days, give or take, depending on where you land. Again, tracking your cycle is so important here. And we've got to really tune into what intuitively feels good at the time. And not every day is a cheerleading day. Not every day are we cheering for everybody. We're we're the <laughs> hype woman for everyone. Like it's not, it just doesn't, it's not like that every day. And that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> okay, so talk to me. Let's take it. Let's take it up a notch. Let's upgrade our cycling, sinking, and let's talk about singing to the moon. And I know women listening to this intuitively, they've seen it. It's kind mm-hmm. of just happened. Yes. Kind of like how we sync with our family members too, yep, right? We yep. all. We, it's amazing how that happens as well. So talk to me, how can we sync and what are some of the benefits of syncing with the moon? Yeah. So, you know, we're always kind of tapping into that earth's natural energy. So that's where syncing with the moon comes in. It's almost like the rise and fall of the tides. It's the, you know, the yin and yang, kind of that energy there. So it's, it's really looking at, even though you're not having a cycle in anymore, you can still benefit from cycle syncing and you can still get the, I mean, even though you're not bleeding, you're still having a hormone fluctuation. And so I see this a lot with anybody I work with that doesn't have a, you know, they have a regular cycle or they're struggling with infertility. Maybe they've got PCOS or cycles kind of all over the place, or, you know, you're in perimenopause, you're in menopause, you've stopped, your period has stopped. And so you can really benefit from doing this moon cycling, just like you would if you were cycling with your own cycle, you know, and you follow it kind of the same. You start with a new moon, which would be your period. And then you go as the moon goes into that waxing phase, you go, that's your follicular phase. You know, the moon's kind of changing the earth's atmosphere, all of that. As you get to what would be ovulation, that's going to be your full moon. And then as you go into luteal, that's the waning moon. And so you really kind of look at, look at a new moon calendar and say, okay, when is new moon? This is when I'm going to start doing this. This is when I'm supposed to be on my period. And you follow that moon calendar like that and go through what I just went through with cycle syncing. All the phases of the moon, you do the same. Eat those foods, do those exercise. And it's really, again, it's about listening to your body and kind of intuitively doing what you feel like you want to do anyway, based on where your hormones are. And so another thing that I like to to have my clients do is when you are moon cycling, go outside when the moon is starting to come up and let the glow of the moon come down on your skin. And so you're really absorbing. And I don't want to get too woo-woo on everybody, but I promise there's science behind this. You let your body absorb that energy from the moon. And so it kind of sets your body's natural circadian rhythm, your internal clock. And then you'll start to notice that cycle syncing, it's almost like you're having a cycle, but you're 
you're not having that bleed. You'll start to feel that energy rise and fall and all of it kind of ties in beautifully together. So I, I love cycling with the moon. I think it's such an amazing gift that we get to do. Mm, I love that. Well, I have so many women, you know, I'm taking care of women in perimenopause and into menopause. And we know that perimenopause, things can get, it's just shifting, right? We're, we're decreasing our progesterone levels, estrogen, especially deeper in the phase of perimenopause. Things are just, they're inconsistent. And sometimes then you're in the waiting room of like, is this my last period? Right. right? And then and then three months later, one comes and then you're like, okay, I start all over again. Is this my last right. period? Right. And so what are some of the, I mean, I know women are kind of like figuring out because there's a little little bit of a, not only a rebirth on the other side, but also kind of a grieving period of like, this is ending for me, you know, and it's can be this really interesting middle ground of like trying to find our footing, find our way. With moon cycling, have you found there to be a lot of benefits of women just saying, okay, actually, I, I feel like I can get back into some type of some a cycle, but also some type of rhythm with my body again? Can you speak a little bit into that as well? What could be some of the benefits for us just kind of knowing that we can have a ritual to follow into or is there, are there really, do we feel better on our, in our body as well? Well, I've noticed on myself, you know, I'm 44 and I haven't had any signs of menopause creeping up yet or perimenopause. And I've noticed with some of my clients, you know, they, they feel better. They feel less symptoms. Their PMS kind of like goes away. Their unexplained weight gain is easier to lose. You know, it's all the same benefits that you would get from cycling with your normal cycle. And I think a lot of that too, you know, obviously the moon kind of gives you a pattern to follow, but a lot of that too is getting that diet dialed in getting those, you know, that exercise routine kind of dialed in, really listening to your body there. Some of this is a lot of mindset. You know, I like to look at going into menopause as this is a rebirth. This is your second season in life. And you're kind of like, instead of things ending, this is your new beginning, you know, maybe your kids are kind of grown and you're starting the second phase of your life. And, and so I, I, I love to kind of switch that instead of saying like, it's ending. No, this is, this is my second half of life. It's just beginning. Mm, I so love that. And I love, I love painting that picture of perimenopause gets to look the way that we want. And if we are really nourishing our bodies and really kind of following how we can nourish our menstrual cycle, how we can nourish our bodies throughout the cycle, whether it's kind of wonky or not, as we step into menopause, really aids in all those beautiful benefits of not having perimenopausal symptoms. Because that's really, that's where it becomes a hot mess. You know, it's not even really menopause. It's getting to menopause, I think, is the struggle for a lot of women. And leveraging our moon cycle, which we can, again, you can just look up super easily and kind of get back on the page with it. It's such an easy and natural way to support our bodies. For sure. For sure. I love it. <laughs> I want to talk about the hormone puzzle method. This yes. is your method. And I yes. know you've helped so many women not only get their cycles back on track, but again, a lot of women come to you because for whatever reason, they are they are working through getting their bodies more prepped for for conceiving. There's so much around infertility. I'm so mindful about that, that languaging, because I think that that's not true for so many of us, that it's really just a matter of optimizing our body more so that we're just infertile. It just feels so, I don't know, there's such a negative connotation with no. it, like we're broken. I'm not yeah. a fan of that. 
No, no, I do not like the word infertility. I want to say you're optimizing your body for fertility, you know? And so that's kind of how the hormone puzzle was born. It was my way of focusing on something that I could control in a season of my life where I felt out of control. You know, I felt like there was a lot of stuff happening to me and people saying like, oh, you need to do this procedure. Well, you know, your age, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, what, how can I focus? Like what is in my control? And I knew that what I put in my mouth, what kind of exercise I did, how I meditated, like all of these things were in my control. So this is how the hormone puzzle was born. I just wanted something easy that I could focus on each day and puzzle an acronym. I'll go through it really quick. Yes. So it's- Yes. <laughs> it's P, proper whole food nutrition, U, understanding supplements, Z, zapping stress, Z or Z's, sleep, L, love and encouragement, E, exercise and environment. And so these are all the things that I focus on on a daily basis. And now that I'm in practice, it's what I teach my clients to focus on. So they don't feel so out of control. They know they can get up in the morning and say, I'm going to eat this today. I'm going to do this kind of exercise. I'm going to do this kind of stress management. And I feel like I have a little bit of control back. And you know what? It works. I've helped thousands of women all over the world get pregnant by implementing some of these steps. So it's it's definitely a win-win. <laughs> mm, I just love that. And I love that P is all about its food. That's the first step. And I know that you mentioned that out the gate. And I 100% agree with you, Kayla, that food is everything. But one of the things I love to share, and I want to I want to just tap into this as well, because I think a lot of this can happen for women is, you know, you can't green smoothie or kale salad or fiber your way out of chronic stress. And I want to, I want to talk and speak into how stress is playing a role. Cause I speaking into your story, you were handling a lot of things. You were doing a lot of things. You were training people and you were working out really hard. I know that stress may have been a contributor to just your body thinking that it was in survival mode. And the body's not going to focus on other activities if it needs to be in survival mode first and foremost. So speaking to me, especially as we saunter, you know, women are having babies later and later, which I just love, like, do you? Uh, That was my choice. I had massive chronic fatigue and stress issues before I got pregnant at, at 40 years old, years prior. So I've been there. And I saw my cycle take a major hit because of it. What have you seen in in all the women that you've supported where kind of stress is maybe playing a role there? And, And what are some things that we can do to navigate that? Stress, as you know, is such a huge factor in fertility. It's the second leading cause of fertility-related issues. It plays a, I mean, it's almost just as important as what we eat is how we manage stress. And that could be perceived stress. So that's, you know, your boss is yelling at you, you are sitting in traffic or actual stress, you're working out too hard, you have an injury or an illness, like it's all stress to the body. And so learning how to manage that, so your, your stress hormones start to come down and your feel good hormones start to come up, your dopamine, your serotonin, your oxytocin, like that's what we want to take precedence over these stress hormones. And so a couple of ways to manage stress. I know I hate when people say, just relax. Like, no, it's more than that. (laughs) I know. And I know that women are told all the time if they're struggling with, you know, optimizing their fertility, it's like, okay, you just need to get your stress under control. And I, and I, and here's the thing is it's true, right? (laughs) But I, I know that it's, I know that, you know, it's, I know so often it can feel, it can feel bigger than that too. 
But I, like I said, I, I, you're speaking into some habits that we can do. I think the things that you're going to mention as well, not only can help optimize our cycle and our fertility, but also optimize so many other parts of the body as well. Exactly. Exactly. So a couple of things that I talk about when it relates to stress. One is look at your schedule. Is there anything that's not serving you? If so, let's take it off. Let's put it on the back burner. If it can't, be eliminated. If it can be eliminated, I always question why is it in your life anyways, if you can get rid of it. But I like to joke, you can't get rid of your mother-in-law. You can't get rid of, you know, your neighbor whatever. So let's think about how we can either put something on the back burner or eliminate it. And then let's look at some stress management techniques. I'm a huge fan of meditation, of gratitude journaling, of taking a little power down hour before I go to bed to relax and unwind and go from work mode to sleep mode. And then self-care. You know, I know we hear this all the time, but it is so important to take care of ourselves. Even I think I heard you say one time, you take little balance breaks throughout the day, like set your clock and take little 10 minutes. I freaking love that. Like that is so genius. Well, especially if you don't know how to, like, if you need to build it in. Yeah, yeah. Girl, I got to build it in. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I build it in. But it's so important. So for your listeners, you know, just take that five, 10 minutes, you know, every hour or two and do something you love. And it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money or spend a lot of time. It can literally be like five minutes you walk outside in the grass. And if you can look at the moon, even better. <laughs> so it can be that simple. I didn't realize, you know, and I know that there's a lot of research, especially with the moon and our sleep, the moon and stress, but taking that energy from that. But I have so many friends who have cycled with the moon on accident, not even intentionally, and have at just really being able to have kind of like a a North Star, quote unquote, kind of guides you in that experience, I think is so, so important. Now, a little thing on stress I wanted to just tap into. I was in a, a medical forum a couple days ago, and one of the doctors, the OBGYN, she said, hey, has anyone noticed that your patient's luteal cycle or their cycle is so off? Like all of a sudden they went from 28 days to 24 days, or they went from 26 days to 21 days. And she wanted to know why. She was like, I don't understand what's going on. On. And everyone chimed in, stress, 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 stress. Like it's stress. It's stress. And it, it's completely like across the board, all these practitioners jumped in and were like, I'm seeing this in almost all of my female patients. I'm seeing this across the board. In in uh, the women that you've been talking to, I know that you're guiding them through this, but had they, have have they been seeing some of those changes? I know with you on their side, they probably are are bypassing some of the major pandemic stress that we're seeing. But have people been coming to you because they've seen that happen in their cycle? Yes, for sure, for sure. And I, it's what you just said. It's stress. I mean, we are in a pressure cooker right now of stress from the pandemic, from people getting sick, you know, losing loved ones to job loss to all of it. I mean, and throw fertility or menopause on top of that. And it's like, oh, how do we even survive? But yes, that, I mean, it can definitely throw off your cycle, throw off, you know, everything that you're kind of working towards. And so that's why it's so important to have a stress management plan in place. So yes, for sure. I'm seeing that a lot. I wanted to just speak into that because I know not, we don't always see the correlation. 
you know, all of a sudden, like our periods are different or they came, it came sooner than we expected and we don't know why. So I wanted to just speak into that too, because I had a feeling you were getting people coming to you because they were freaking out about what was going on with their, with their cycle and what was going on with their body overall. I wanted to ask you, because I know that you are still living it. You are still living what you preach every single day. What are some of your favorite ways to support your cycle, to not just support your cycle, but just really support your body on the daily? What are things that you love to do? Well, I love, you know, obviously I cycle sync. I love my smoothies in the morning. That's probably my favorite, my little tonic I talked about. I, I love any kind of self-care, you know, I just am really, and this is something I've had to teach myself because I'm type A all the way. I'm like, let's go, let's do this, you know? So I've really- And you're a mama of two. Yes, two little ones. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, and a business, which is my baby. So. Yes. Let's talk about, yes, exactly. And right. guess what? That gets to be our baby, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that gets to sure. be our baby too. Yeah, my my yeah. books are my babies. Yes. I got, yes. I got a lot of babies. Yeah, right. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but really, you know, taking that time for myself this year, especially I've really taught myself to slow down, to focus within, to focus on that self care. It's okay to take a break from working out. It's okay to take a break from work. Like literally I was working seven days a week for probably two years and I'm like, no more. I can't do this to myself anymore. So, so those are some of the things that I just, I love to do self care, my smoothies and my little tonics. Hmm. I love that. I love that so much. Now, Kayla, honey, I know, I know we had you kind of at a, at a tight, tight scheduling. So I wanted to just, I know that women are thinking to themselves, like, how do I learn? How do I learn this? Like, it's one thing to hear it today between the two of us. It's another thing to actually put it into action. And I think you did such a marvelous job of explaining how it works anyway. But I have a feeling you've got a beautiful little guide to walk us through this process. I do. I have a cycle singing quick start guide, which is on my website. It goes through if you're having a cycle, if you're not having a cycle. If you want to do the moon cycling, it goes through all of that. So my website is coachkayla.com. You can go there and grab that for free. Yay. Okay. So we're going to have that in the show notes. I am so excited to check this out myself. I can't wait to see how you lay this all out. And we're going to have it for all of you to grab because this is so important. This is how we attune into our bodies. This is how we understand and love our bodies. And you've given us such a beautiful tool to do that. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's been so fun talking to you. I just, I love you so much. So thank you. Oh, Kayla, honey, thank you so much. And kiss those babies and just love them up for me. Um, And I'm so grateful to have you on the show today. Thanks so much. Yes, thank you. I just want to take a moment and recognize how amazing our bodies are, right? Just listening to that conversation, right? It just reminds us that reproduction is such a miracle. And when we can optimize it, not only does our health benefit, but our hormones, our productivity, our happiness, our moods, there are so many side benefits. When our reproductive system is working, we feel in sync, we feel in homeostasis. And that's what I love about Kayla's message today is how we're able to do that with a lot of ease and grace. Now, if you are loving, loving this conversation today and you wanna dive deeper, especially if you've been struggling with your cycle or you're trying to get pregnant or you just know that your health would significantly benefit from just understanding and putting into the practices that she talked about today, I want you to go and check her out because she's got a great cycle syncing quick start guide that is gonna be a game changer 
as well as her holistic healing cookbook. So all you got to do is go to coachkayla.com. I'll have the link in the show notes for this episode. And again, I always want to thank you for showing up and also listening in on the Essentially You podcast. This show is all about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. If there is someone in your life that needs to hear this episode today, take a moment and screenshot it, send it on over to them, or even share on social. I love it when you guys tag me, when I see the hashtags out there. If you would use an hashtag hormone literacy, hormone CEO, or even just me, Dr. Marisa. Until the next episode, I hope that you're going to have an amazing week. I hope you're enjoying October and the fall season. I know we are. I've got so many amazing costumes for Kingston right now that we are putting on. We already showcased his baby lobster costume and the pictures are on Instagram. You want to go check me out on Dr. Marisa. So yeah, I hope you're enjoying fall. I know we are and I'll see you next week. Bye.